It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. Every now and again, I see this topic rotate through my queue, so I thought it would be a good idea to go ahead and cover it now just to get the uh, question out of the way. Someone asked me, they said they were interviewing for Scrum Master position, and if I could help them find some interview questions or common interview questions that are asked uh, when you're interviewing a Scrum Master, and if they're good questions, and what should the answers be, or how should you approach? Now, I want to be clear and let you know that there are hundreds, if not thousands, of interview questions listed online, but the ones that I'm going to focus on are going to be some of the ones that I think I see more often than others, right? And uh, I want to reflect and give credit where credit is due. Stefan Wolpers was one of the first people that I saw. Uh, He's a professional Scrum trainer with Scrum.org. And he was one of the ones that I saw that first posted some of these questions. So some of these questions might have a Scrum.org slant. I haven't read the whole article yet. But I wanted to make sure that you were aware of some of these questions because the question came to me. So I did the research and this is what I found. So question number one, how would you organize a sprint planning meeting? Now, This is intentionally left as an open-ended question, I'm guessing, because it's good to hear people share stories about what happened in their lives, in the trenches, and to get a general idea of how this person flows and what kind of things they do and um, how the Scrum team might react to the way that this person proposes that they perform Scrum planning. So uh, one way or one example might be that the product owner introduces a business objective for the new sprint, The uh, Scrum team, the entire Scrum team, creates a corresponding sprint goal. Developers commit to the sprint goal, and they identify necessary work that they need to accomplish in order to meet that goal. Uh, They can refine work items as they go, and then uh, refer to the package as a sprint goal with selected backlog items, the delivery plan, and a sprint backlog. Um, I think that's pretty solid. That's pretty solid for step one or question one, and I think that's a good question. Oftentimes, I ask questions like this in interviews just so I can get to hear how this person processes, what they like to do, how they process information, and what's going on. All right, question number two. What factors should a scrum team consider at a sprint planning to determine a feasible sprint goal? Now, this is interesting. So uh, when you're asking what factors, you know, you have to consider... Uh, what typical scrum teams do and what the criteria is and how they lay it all out. So who will be present during a sprint? Um, Is there anyone on holiday or who's going to be on sick leave? Uh, Are people leaving the team uh, requiring a last-minute knowledge transfer? Or do new people joining the team require some proper onboarding? Uh, Will there be public holidays during a sprint? Do we have all the tools necessary or familiar with those? Are we familiar with part of the application we're working on? Or is it Um, Is it new and something different? Are we facing any dependencies from other teams where we need to rely on them? What level of address tech, what level are we going to achieve to address technical debt if we have any that we need to address? In my world, you would have a separate technical debt sprint, but I get it if you're considering it as part of your ongoing sprints. What was the Scrum team's past performance and should we expect that the performance is gonna be similar going forward? These are great, uh, great ways to get a feel for how the person sees their role uh, on the team and as a scrum master, and it, it shows what what things what things are important to them and how they see flow. So, uh, good question again. All right, let's go to number three. 
Is it acceptable for the product owner to introduce a business objective for the upcoming sprint that resembles a list of random work items? Okay, here's the deal. This is kind of a trick question. What they're trying to get to here is that the, the product owner should have control of what they introduce. However, if it's a bunch of random things, it should all fold in to accomplish a single important sprinkle. It's not designed to just have stuff get done. Now, I have seen a sprint before where we tie up loose ends and we grab little pieces of things and get those done. And that's different. That's tying up loose ends still towards a common delivery goal. However, we want to make sure that we're not just doing a random list of stuff to try to get things done. That just doesn't ever get to be productive. Okay, question number four says, is it okay? Do you think it's okay to use a definition of ready? So definition of ready is really, really interesting. It's situational, right? If it's a junior team that's struggling with just figuring out Scrum in general, it could be helpful for a short time as a way of taking some of the pressure off the team uh, to introduce them to proper backlog refinement and management techniques. Uh, that way, by the time they get to sprint planning, they've got things squared away. On the other hand, if a senior team is uh, asking this, they found their mojo, they're in a groove and they're asking you this, they shouldn't have to rely on those training wheels to figure out when things are ready for them to be worked on. All right, question number five. Is it a helpful idea for the developers to plan all the work for the whole length of the sprint during sprint planning? Okay. So planning all the work on day one obviously introduces risk that the developers don't consider learnings or new insights that they find during a sprint. Plus, it resembles an introduction to some waterfall-style planning practices. So it kind of creates uh, a bad uh, way for you to start ignoring early feedback loops and getting information quickly. So as far as I'm concerned, even though you know uh, it's important or it's mentioned that you should plan for your sprint at sprint planning meeting, I feel like it's also important for you to understand that you can't plan with such rigid planning that you uh, don't have the ability to inspect and adapt, right? So make sure that you're only uh, planning for the things that you know are going to happen and understand that things change. The only thing that's uh, the only thing that's certain about a plan is that the plan is going to change. Yes. All right. Question number six. Your organization highly values when deliveries match forecasts. Is that something that's worrisome? Okay. So if your organization values when deliveries match the forecast, that tells you that they would consider underperformance or not delivering exactly what you say you're going to do as a penalty phase. And that, that's not good either. So what's going to happen is the team will start padding by choosing smaller goals and putting smaller amounts of work in a sprint and reduce their uh, output or, uh, so that they could have a more safe environment where they feel like they can be trusted to deliver what they promise. So it's kind of a red flag when you see that happen. And then finally, the last question, should a scrum master worry about the utilization rate of developers? Now this one, <laughs> I can hit this one out of the park. Absolutely lutely not. There's no way. You shouldn't be looking at utilization rate and is this person utilized at 100% of their time or 85% of their time and let's keep track of hours and have them work across multiple things, you're going to quickly introduce dilemmas where you're going to have people who are trying to cross thread or a context switch and they're losing productivity and they're not focused on what they need to do. This is just a rough draw. So my opinion right away is to say, no way, Jose, 
let's just keep working the way we're working and not do that because uh, you're just going to introduce more problems than what it's worth. So I could probably go on with hundreds of other questions, but I think the final point that I want to make here is if you're going to do this type of interview for a scrum master and you're going to ask some of these powerful questions, make sure that you include the team in your round of questioning. Because if you include the team and help them or allow them to figure out uh, what they can do uh, to assist in onboarding the right the right people to do the job as, as a scrum master and to make sure that everyone understands what's going on, I just think it's so incredibly important to uh, have the team involved in the decision. Yes? Okay, so that's going to do it for this episode. I hope you learned something. If you have a, t- a question or a topic you want to cover, feel free to reach out to us, learn more at agiledad.com, where we'd love to hear from you. And as always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.